previously on Creek Chat. Renew your wedding vows or something. But who knows? We might be getting a reunion between Mail and Gitch down the line. Gail and Mitch are getting remarried. Mitch and Gail are getting back together. When I say get back together, I mean like they're gonna renew their nuptial. That is 100% slam dunk, Chucky B guarantee. You can take it to the bank. They can pull the wedding off in like three episodes or less. Things happen fast on the creek. Hashtag follow your dreams. Hashtag chase your dreams. Hashtag fight for your dreams. Hashtag follow your dreams. Hashtag Gale. Mighty Night Lions will never die. Who that is introduced in season three is the spinoff based on Young Americans. When are we going to get introduced to the character that has a spin-off show? Spin-off. Mark is above Belinda on candidates. I got to say, Michael Pitt's got to be a frontrunner. Principal Green. You're going to Young Americans. I will give you my guess on the season three finale. Pacey, you got a crisp and wami and fucking get some stolen kisses. Oh, gotta be Pirate Pacey with his main squeeze, Jezebel Joey. Um, I am like, oh, please make this happen. Yay, she chose Pacey. They're going to sail off into the sunset as a happy couple. Show me love. You don't have to wait, because every Monday we are back with a new Welcome, dearest listeners, to the season three finale of Creek Chat. I'm your host, JT, drunken, backseat, rented, limo, nookie money, and with me, the specialist guest on the planet Earth. Yo, it's me, it's me, it's the motherfucking Chucky B. Back for the season three fucking finale of Dawson's Creek. And we've got... Two episodes for you, episodes 22 and episodes 23, The Anti-Prom and True Love. Before we get to those, we got some business to take care of. The first bit of business is some trivia. And it has to do with a large focus of these two episodes, Joey and Pacey. A large focus of the second half of the season, really. The Science Project episode in season one, you know, where they got teamed up with the slugs and he tried to make them fuck, the menage a trois and all that, yeah. right? That's when... The writers of the show initially were like, oh shit, we should hook these two characters up, right? But they thought that if they made that happen right there immediately, it would sacrifice the likability of the characters. Because it would seem like that betrayal of Dawson to the audience is my guess. Yeah, you have to build that Dawson's a bitch. Well, they actually... You have to, you have to make him unlikable before you can turn both of his best friends against him they spend a lot of season two making him a bitch they spend a lot of season three correcting that i think though he's very likable through a lot of this season because he doesn't know what he's doing so he's not being himself yeah so he's like not being a pouty bitch he reverts back to form at the end obviously oh yeah just pouting like a fucking bitch that he is so just as far as joey and pacey goes that's been something the writers had been sleeping on for a minute you know it was like the uh, commissioner dick tackler reveal it just took a while a long while the kiss between jack and ethan in the season finale was the first 
male gay kiss on U.S. primetime television. Dawson's Creek, not for real. Not, yeah, on primetime television. I'd imagine there had been on like HBO and stuff like that, but this was primetime available to everyone television. So I know I'm kind of jumping the gun with this. Let's but jump since we're talking about Let's jump. that kiss. At the end of the first episode, anti-prom, like, Jack's got to kiss Ethan, and he, like, can't, and then Ethan leaves, but, like, the whole time that's, like, happening, in my head, the song from The Little Mermaid is playing, and it's all like, just kiss the guy, oh, oh. And, like, that's all I can think of in my head, like, the entire time as that's leading up. So it's, like, more funny than it's supposed to be. But that's all I could think of because I was, like, just fucking do it. Just do it. And then, like, he doesn't and fucking Ethan leaves. And I'm just, like, what the fuck? No, that's absolutely perfect. I want to take a, a, a clip of that scene and put that song over it so I can watch it and laugh because that's, that's funny as hell. <laughs> um I mean, it's all I can think of. So this, the final episode, True Love, has what is the known as the ugly cry meme that everyone knows, whether you know Dawson's Creek oh, or yeah. not. Oh yeah, I I wrote that down. I was like, I was like, oh, that's where that comes from. And here's, you know, I don't know where it came from. James Vanderbeek's mind, because breaking down like that was an improv of his, apparently. Well, there you go, immortalized in gifs and memes across the planet. And all across the internet. Now let's get down to the big business of the season finale, Chuck. And that happens to be your predictions and ultimately your final prediction for the character that is in the spinoff show, Young Americans. Now let's talk about some of the candidates we have on the table. Uh, I've written down some highlights, and let's be real, there were a lot of people that got introduced to us, and maybe you'll have forgotten some here. Eve Whitman, Henry Parker, Mark from Andy's Rehab, Belinda, Principal Howard Green, and Mickey Green, Constance Freckling, the old homecoming queen, Wendy Dalrymple from Witch Island and the Boatman, Rob Logan, the senator's son, Helen Lindley, Jen's mom, A.J. Moeller, and his lady love, Madison, Ethan, Fran Boyd, who was the college dean's secretary that Andy hung out with, Kate Douglas, Jack's ex, Matt Caulfield, the party guy, Buzz Thompson, Dawson's Aunt Gwen, Will Krudsky, and Gala Mitch's friend, who you thought was Will's mom. What about Fritz? Who? The 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 bread and breakfast review. Oh shit, Frederick Fricky. I didn't even get everybody, man. I didn't even get everyone. I forgot double F. For shot for show. Yeah, how could you forget for shot for show? I'm sorry. I'm glad you've corrected me. But let's let's get down to business. I've asked you to provide your top three predictions. You've made clear what your top one is. Let's see if you stuck with that. But let's start with number three. Who's coming in third place for Chuck's prediction? All right, so I don't necessarily have a ranking for all the loser Okay, that's cool. I'm good. There's only one winner prediction. So all the other ones come in dead last. (laughs) And here's one of the dead last predictions. Um, Madison and uh, Arthur Jr., we see their fucking life as young americans because they're basically dawson and joey 
it's just the version where Dawson and Joey end up together. And that's Young Americans. Uh, that is one of the dead last predictions. It's feasible. Um, one of the other dead last predictions is Eve scouring the, I guess, the East Coast for her real mother. And I forget uh, if she like lived with her dad or something. I don't remember that part. It's a factoid that's left my mind. They can flesh it out on Young Americans, starring Eve Whitman. And they will flesh it out on Young Americans. But, unfortunately, that prediction is dead wrong. Dead last. And dead last. <laughs> um, one of my other predictions is... So, that lady that was introduced to us, the viewers... As uh, Gail and Mitch's friend and her dead husband was the best man, we see male, male, we see Mitch, Gail, uh, dead best friend. That's not the first time you've done that, I'd like to point out. Male and Gitch? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, Gail, Mitch, dead best friend, or best man, and his wife. Um, we see their whole gang as young Americans. Oh, shit. I really like that prediction. Going back in time on but the But unfortunately, it's dead last and dead wrong. Unfortunately, because that's great. I like that. And so for the runner-up, so like the leader of all the losers, uh, we see Henry at football camp in Young Americans. So... That would lead me to ask, even though he is the loser, so it doesn't matter, would he not appear in season four of Dawson's Creek then? Oh, he'd probably still be okay. back in season four of Dawson's Creek. Okay. They just, you know, they're they're trying to see if it would if it would hit and be kind of like a, a side project for, you know, good old Michael Pitt. Yep. But unfortunately, it's not going to happen because our grand finale winner is it focuses on principal green and his family as he is going to either teach or principal a bunch of young americans let me ask you some questions where does he go teach these young americans does he stay in the eastern don't know let's let's don't guess. know don't care doesn't I matter i want to know i want i don't know if it's future or past or present i don't know okay. all right all i know is what it's about <laughs> and it's about principal green being the shit and i kind of think in my head that it might be like the past where like he's younger and he's like a teacher instead of uh, a principal so they wouldn't do the natural thing of taking um nikki green and making about her and her friends as well as her dad being like the driving parental storyline i mean like it, they could like i don't know see that's where i don't know it's like it's it's all about the young americans that's all i know whether or not he's teaching them or he's principal in them or he's kind of like just the dad like hanging with mr cooper even though he i think was the uncle i <laughs> i have no idea i feel like it i remember watching the shit out of that show though I so do that. i but i don't really remember anything about it i remember he was like a teacher he was Mr. Cooper, and they were hanging with him. Yeah, man. Well, I'm going to provide you and our dearest listeners who aren't aware of the answer to that question of who the character is 
once we wrap all this other shit up. So hang tight, everyone, or fast forward to the end of the episode, get your answer now, and then come back and listen. I don't care what you do. Chuck's got to hang tight, though. So let's talk about some other young Americans, why don't we? And your predictions for what they were getting up to in these episodes. Pretty sure I was hitting home runs. Let's find out. Anti-prom. So this is obviously the prom episode. Uh, it's probably going... It's, it's probably, <laughs> I'll give you a solid double for that. It didn't go out of the park, but you definitely got on base with some extra. All right? Yeah. No, that's a walk. You got on base with four balls. It's probably going to be opposite of everything our characters expected prom to be. I don't know how true that is, because they kind of made their own prom, so it's probably exactly what they expected it to be. But the other prom, which had the stupid fucking theme of couples, was not maybe what they expected it to be. Yeah, and Jack getting denied because he's gay. So instead of everybody being happy and going to prom with someone, they're either going to be next to nobody going to prom, except the happy couple of Henry and Jen, because at this point, Pacey, Andy, Jack, Joey, and Dawson... All single, which except for Jack is true. Yeah, I guess they're not. None of them are together. I, mean, I don't know. They never even really addressed it. They go to prom together, but I don't think that any of the the two the the pairings of Dawson and Joey and Andy and Pacey are not dating at prom. They're just there together. Yeah, yeah, those were definitely not. I dates. could. I mean, for Dawson, it might have felt like oh, one. Um, Dawson <laughs> really wanted that to be a date, but you said you could see Ethan going to prom with Jack. Home run. There's a home run. I Bam. think we're still going to see a lot of tension between Joey, Pacey, and Dawson to where I think Pacey's not even going to go to prom. Joey's going to work on her mm-hmm. mural, and that's where Dawson and Andy kind of bump into each other and maybe dance at the prom. So I got to ask you, when Andy walked into Dawson's house in that one scene, did that get you, like, fist bumping? Like, oh, here we go. Dude, I'm definitely telling you, I am, like, I got the sleeper pick right here on the fucking storyline for season four it's all about fucking dawson and Andy. okay so you're still liking that Bay-bay. you're still liking that oh i'm fucking loving okay. it, especially when we wrapped up the fucking season with andy being there in dawson's bed not only being there but being the one to give him the pep talk about like bro you gotta hang out with some people you'll feel better let's hear about what really happened on the anti-prom Dawson, Joey, and Andy organized their own prom when they learned that Jack has been the victim of discrimination over his choice of prom date. Dawson, who has invited Joey to be his date, uses the evening to try and win her back and make Pacey jealous. Andy persuades Pacey to be her escort. Again, with the word escort in these fucking breakdowns. (laughs) Having plans to make things happen between the two of them. Also, Jen becomes outraged with Henry when he reveals he's leaving Capeside for the summer to attend football camp. Meanwhile, Gail responds to Mitch's doubts about her commitment to their relationship by proposing. By proposing? They're going to give it to us here in the breakdown, but holy shit, you want to talk about a fucking wedding? Dude, I was right. You've been calling it... I knew it. You... I knew right, it. Let me give you just a bit of flavor for you. You've been calling them getting back together since like episode six of Greek Chat. Like, that's the first time you put it back out there. You're like, oh, they're going to get back together again. It took a while for it to come back up because they really were apart for a while. But you've been hitting home runs on that prediction for episodes. That's right. Now let's check out... Fucking killing it. Let's check out your predictions for true love. So this is where I'm going to say, fuck it. I'm going to go with what I want. And it paid off, baby. Joey and Pacey are going to finally just fucking realize it. And she's going to tell Dawson, you know what? I can't deny this anymore. If you can't come to grips with that fact, 
I want to be happy, and that means that I have to be with someone else. That means we're going to need to spend less time together. This is who I want to spend time with. This is who I want to have stolen kisses with. And if you don't like it, you can suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it doesn't really go down like that, but oh my god, that's perfect. Home run. I'm giving you... That's like a fucking grand slam. Not even a home run. Like, those motherfuckers were loaded. You cleared the bases. You had a walk. You had a double. You had a whatever. You loaded them up, and you knocked it out. And Dawson is like, that's funny, because I've actually got to tell Pacey something. Pacey, I'm sorry, bro, but I think I'm falling for Andy. And Pacey's going to be like, you son of a bitch. Actually, I'm pretty happy for you. So... That didn't happen here. That's going to happen next All right, season. so we're going to roll that one over. We're going to keep rolling the Dawson and Andy prediction down the line. That's happening in the fucking season opener. Because he's got a whole summer of fucking time to spend with someone not named Pacey or Andy. Or Pacey or Joey. Because they're gone. And so I think he's going to be spending a lot of time with Jack, Andy, and Jen. And Jen's still in a long-term long distance thing at least for the summer with uh fucking henry she's not gonna be foolish enough to like fool around with dawson not where she's at right now and and jack's gay so i mean that well dawson's not shit andy and dawson let's hear two singles left let's hear about what happens and they're gonna be hanging out a lot in fucking summer let's talk about between season three and season four during our two weeks sabbatical, they will be chilling. Let's talk about your the breakdown for true love before we move along. Pressured by two parties, Joey ultimately must choose between her old feelings for Dawson and new feelings for Pacey, who is planning a summer getaway on his new boat. Meanwhile, Mitch and Gail remarry at their home with Dawson as the best man and Joey as the maid of honor. Also, Grams talks about love and regret with Jen over the departed Henry. Departed Henry makes it sound like he's fucking dead. Come on, guys. Grams encourages her to take an all-night drive to Ohio, with Jack and Andy tagging along so that Jen can see Henry and Jack can see Ethan. And that's what I was going to say. Jack wasn't really tagging along once they got down to it, because he does some shit. Andy truly tagged along and showed herself as the secondary character she's become up to this point. So, I hope that you're right about her and Dawson getting together, because then she'd actually be a fucking meaningful character again. As we roll into season four, Joey has chosen Pacey. They sail off into the sunset together. Dawson's chilling with Andy, this and that. There was a divide in the show, and there had been throughout the whole season in the fandom. Are you team Dawson and Joey, or are you team Pacey and Joey? I've said before, I've always been team Pacey and Joey. Where do you stand on that? I know where you stood on the prediction for the final episode with the marriage. I know you said last episode you think it should end with Pacey and Joey. A, do you still feel that way? And B, which team are you? If you're willing to commit. Uh, At this point, we haven't really seen too much of the Pacey and Joey actual relationship, but it seems like that's supposed to be the relationship and it makes it seem almost that much more evident that like her friendship with Dawson is that's exactly what it is like that's her best friend and it's not like Pacey can replace or uh become that like he can be something completely separate and 
it kind of touches. That's not a bad thing. And it kind of touches on the distinction that we've been talk, talking about before about a soulmate and how that doesn't necessarily mean that you end up with them in a romantic and marital sort of way. Uh, but you could just be their best friend. Either way, this series has to end with a marriage of some sort of substantial. Okay, okay. For me. Okay. At least the way this is going right now. Now, remember, the way this show ends, there is a last episode of season six, and then there is a special two-hour series finale that exists outside of that season. Hmm. Just as far as context of how these things play out. So, what's the ending? Is the ending that the show ended on tv the ending or is the two hour that's on finale, tv that was on the... tv it's considered the series finale i'm just saying it's not like a lot of shows where it's the final episode of the final season it's like a special two-hour event on the dvd releases it's not part of season six it's its own dvd that's kind of fucking cheap why i feel like that's the entire that that's the season finale it should be on the fucking but it's not what i'm telling you is it's not part of season six though I don't like You that. still get your full 24 episodes of season six. I just don't like it. It seems like a money grab. I'm th- I think it's just a matter of how it was released on television. It wasn't part of season six. I don't think it aired so, the week after episode 23 or 24 or whatever. It did? I don't think it did. Oh, okay. So, so we as viewers were meant to believe that episode 23 was the last episode. And then... Dawson's Creek writers and producers or whatever are like, ah, actually, we wanted to end it like this. And so they changed their mind and made a two hour episode because that's what that sounds I think, like. To me. I think what it is is Kevin Williamson did come back for the series finale. I'm, I, I'm not certain on that, but I think that's what it is because he stopped being involved after season two, the guy who created it. I think he comes back for the finale. So, kind of, yes, they get to course correct some of the shit that might happen between now and the end of season six. I'm not saying that's what happens, but I can see you're already kind of thinking that way. I'm sorry to give you that info. I didn't think it's that big of a deal. It's just what it sounds like to me. It it sounds like a bullshit money grab or uh, we don't like the way we ended it, so we're going to cancel that and fix it. I don't think... I can appreciate fixing it, but at the same time, why the fuck did you spend the money and energy to do the story like that? Let me stop you right here. It doesn't feel like either, in my opinion. It it doesn't feel like it's coming in to fix what they did in season six. They don't, like, disregard a whole bunch of shit. Like, some characters fall by the side and it becomes the essential people, but it's not necessarily like we're fixing our mistakes. And it doesn't feel like a quote-unquote money grab. It feels like they're giving us a satisfying ending to the story that maybe doesn't come with the end of season six. I don't know. I feel like I probably shouldn't have brought this up at all. Like, this became a way bigger line of discussion than I had anticipated. Well, now that pretty much makes me go that this marriage to end the series isn't happening because they didn't have a fucking idea of how to end this show. And so now I've got to say that's completely got to be scrapped and gone for the way. All right, so let me bring back to the final thing I wanted to ask you before we got going, and that was your reaction last episode to what the fuck had happened and how you were feeling about shit, and oh God, we'll never see Joey and Pacey, because that's all I can expect from this show, because they never give me what I want, blah, 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 blah. They kind of fixed a little bit of that here right now. So are you going to go out on a limb and just assume that they fuck it up that bad as far as the wedding? 
right here, right now, before even seeing three, three entire more, two episodes course-corrected some of your anger from last episode. And you're telling me three seasons? I, have, I still have next to zero faith in this show. They, they, and this is the first time they've ended a season. I guess the first season ended well, but like you said, it was a shortened season. So um, that would have really been only the middle of the season. But either way, well, by modern, like this is the first full-length season that ended nicely, especially after a season that I thought the end of season this season two was, was fucking awesome, though. this the second half of this season was garbage, absolute fucking garbage, and then for you to give me an episode that is almost entirely drama-free, it was refreshing because sometimes this show puts drama on top of drama for no fucking reason and then twists it and turns it and it's like okay i get it but you're making these kids fucking unbearable and you finally do something to where it makes me like happy well, to which, watch which show. one was almost drama free the the last episode. oh hell no that one was fucking teeming with drama are you out of your goddamn mind Dawson was, he literally broke down in tears on the dock. Oh, yeah, but that was funny. So It's not meant to be funny. I understand it, why well, you're the laughing, The thing is, but is he's not. a hateable character. So he, he, as much as he became a lot better this season, he showed that he can just flip the dick switch and, and make himself so unbearable and be like oh this guy really just is a piece of shit like all right cool fucking hate you even by the end when he's like joey you should just go he's like well hurry up and do it before i change my mind i'm like well that's not exactly a ringing endorsement of thinking she should go do it because his whole tone of voice and he might even basically say it or at least imply it like this is gonna be the wrong decision and you'll come back to me you should just go ahead and figure that out for yourself and i'm like Fuck you. Even for when you're telling her to go, you're still being a little asshole about it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, It's still drama, it, though. When I, Even if you laughed at it. There's him. some drama, but the fact that everything resolved nicely is uh, you can, you know, you can patch up a fucking, I don't know. It, you can not play well and still get the win. And the wind covers up a lot of the mistakes. And that's what I'm saying right okay. there. Is the good in this episode overcomes the drama. Because in most of the second half of the season, it's just been like drama, drama, heavy issue, drama, drama, heavy issue, drama, drama, heavy issue. They even try to bring heavy issue in the beginning of this fucking two-pack with them being like, um, God hates gays, so you can't come to prom. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me with this school? I mean, seriously, Jack, I'm going to have to ask the teacher. And she's a, a God-fearing woman, so I don't think that is she's going to let some gay couple come to our prom. But is it surprising to you you say this fucking school? Like, obviously this fucking school. Look at what's happened so far. Well, yeah, I mean, this school hires fucking but again, think, teachers that fuck their students. So, the I mean, why break. aren't they? Why are they going to let fucking... Thinking about... Two gay kids come think to about prom the real, who just want to No, dance. but think about the real world time frame. It was not acceptable and still isn't acceptable in a lot of places for a same-sex couple to go to a prom. Like, 
especially in 2000. Well, that's fucking stupid. I, listen, I mean, we've been over this before. I understand that you understand that it's stupid. That doesn't change the fact that then and now, these are real-world issues that need to be addressed. I don't know why you take issue with them trying to affect some change and put No, it's not that I take there. issue with it. And I saw something today that made me think about this specifically, and I actually wanted to kind of address that. It's not that I don't want to necessarily see it. I think it's good that they are addressing it. Ah, it's just aggravating that, that we have to do that. I right. guess is where my anger really comes from is because it's just like it's I'd rather see a different storyline with Jack dealing with his sexuality versus just another hurdle because he's gay like he even says in that one in that episode in the second episode where we get to see like mr mcphee actually not being a piece of shit and i was like oh this is another thing where it's awesome he's been it's good like for a while fucking like he's like he's like dude like just fucking let me try to not be a piece of shit and maybe i'll surprise you but that but that's the important thing about a show like this uh it's like i i wish we lived in a world where we didn't have to fucking talk about it i'm with you on that 100 percent. but we live in a world where we have to talk about it in this show being as popular as it was speaking to the demographic it was speaking to it could have and definitely did change people's minds about this sort of thing and help affect the sort of change that will help make that conversation less necessary in the future hopefully so that's why as much as it sucks to watch it it's really important that they do it well and that's why i'm kind of flipping my entire stance on it is just like once i had the ability to see it from a different angle or just evaluate it when i'm not super angry at it it <laughs> It was just like I get I get the anger with it because it is frustrating as hell to watch. Like especially with a character like Principal Green, where we've seen how good and fair and kind he is, and for him to get and shat he has out. to deal with this racist shit, right? And I'm just like, oh, he's fucking rednecks in this goddamn little country town, but it's not a little country no. town. And, and that's where it's just but like, that's the important thing about it. it. It shows you that that shit exists everywhere. It's under the surface yeah, that, all that over. Racism is widespread. It, some people, some communities, some places just know how to hide it better isn't even necessarily right, but they know how to work it within their system. But now we're going to start going on a political rant, and that's not what we want to do here. So the first episode is when we go to prom. Finally. We finally get to a prom. We haven't been to a dance in a while. What's the last dance we went to? Homecoming? I don't know, but, but reality kicks in for Dawson and the opening scenes of this when he asks uh, Joey to prom as quote-unquote friends when really he's just like, oh, I'm going to show Joey that I'm like the shit and so I'm going to throw this different prom and pretend it's for Jack because the school is hating him because he's gay. And <laughs> then all of a sudden, Mitch and Gail are just making out and Dawson's like, I'm fucking numb to this. Well, yeah, like, Dawson and Joey, there, they both kind of look at Mitch and Gale as they tumble out the front door making out, like, oh, what the fuck is going on? And so Mitch pulls him aside, and yeah, Dawson's like, hey, I'm numb to this. And Mitch is like, that's fine. My shirt's inside out right now. Did you notice that his shirt was on inside out? Did not Oh, yeah, tags out. Unless that was a style I missed in 2000, Mitch did not have his shirt on the right way. 
All right, so there's a little bit of extra information for you. They were getting straight but, down um, with the get down. Yeah, with Mitch and Gail, like there wasn't a ton that happened this episode. They just kind of like they ended up hosting this alternative alternative prom, which I don't really know why they called it the anti prom because it wasn't an anti prom; it was just an alternative prom. They said the word alternative a couple times too, unless I made that up in my head. Because you're right. No, they definitely okay, did. Because it was not an anti prom; it was anti the other prom, but it was itself very much a traditional prom. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a traditional prom. They just their guys was were not here to discriminate anybody except for except for Dawson fucking being like i can't believe pacey showed up well of course joey's like, there to defend and him. Then joey's all like well he's friends with everybody in the gang and uh i thought you're not supposed to discriminate anybody dawson he's like i'm, I'm that's why i'm not kicking him out he's welcome i just can't believe he'd show up i mean remember that fucking guy i'm dawson i've got a fucking i I hate life. Now, Dawson's parents are not hating life right now, but as the anti-prom starts, we'll talk about the alternative crowd, because apparently as some people walked in with piercings and colored hair and shit, uh, Gail says, interesting crowd, and Mitch says, lock the cash register. Now, I want to ask right now, before this whole thing started, before you let anyone in the door... Why is the of, cash register there? Why is it, first of all, not locked if it's still in the cash register? But... My next question was, why wouldn't it be out of the cash register and in a safe or something that is not out in the open and could be picked even if it is locked? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, why? <laughs> I I thought most of the tickets, if not all the tickets, were sold at school e- in the booth next to the fucking prom ticket yep. table booth. Well, so during the dance, they end up like dancing because that's what happens at a dance. And she's like, hey, Mitch, baby, I brought my overnight bag. You know, I figured that'd be all right, baby. You want to you know, have a little sex later? Mm-hmm. Jen was talking about having no sex. Gail was talking about having all sorts of sex with that overnight bag. And then uh, Mitch is all like, you know what, Gail? I want to just fuck. I got to know what this is. And then he kind of walks away. Yeah, he's like, I need you to define this relationship for once. And then he store- he does a Dawson and just walks away. He's not a bitch about it. He doesn't do a Dawson in no, that No, no, he's not. No, I, I, he, gets a little, he gets a little bitchy. He gets a little angry about it. Not super angry. He doesn't cry or anything like that. But you can tell he's like, it's on you, Gail. I need you to make a stance. He doesn't start any fucking gif meme. No, 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 no. That doesn't happen at all. But what does happen is once the whole night shakes out, Gail is ready to define what this thing is. Oh yeah, she proposes, and that you know what that means. Well, as soon as she got down on her knee, I just heard crack, like just the <laughs> the sound of a baseball hitting a fucking bat, where you just know that that's going over the fence. It did too. It went way over the fence. It's a home run. You had a couple guys on base for that one too. That was a three run home run. Run home. Just now the Leary family's back to three. Um. And they got a restaurant. And the Leary's... Living the good life. Leary family's fresh fish. Now it's three triple F's instead of three double F. L double F, not three. What the fuck, JT? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's what goes on with them. Jack, Ethan kind of reveals himself to be a real piece of work here in this episode. 
Oh, where he's just basically like, yeah, I never really did anything either. I just kind of figured we could do everything together. And then Jack's all like, wait, what? Like, so you've been fucking lying this whole time about being this gay guru and you can't even do shit? Yeah, he's basically, you know, I, I, you know, for all my bravado, for all my, I'm telling you what the right thing to do is, he never asked the guy to anything like that at all. But he scammed Jack into doing it at his own prom in his own clearly bigoted town with, like Jack said, no fucking stakes. Like, I was kind of mad with Jack at that point. I guess, you know, I guess at least this town is on par. Because, like, if they don't like black people, they're definitely going to hate gay That's people. what I'm saying. They're just being consistent, man. They're going to hate anyone who is not what you would... Say white Americans? That's, yeah, let's go with that. God-fearing folks? God-fearing white Americans. Boy, I love them. Uh, I don't know. Here, here at Creek Chat, Chucky B is saying... Hail Satan. We're all inclusive over here, baby. Bring one, bring all. You better be hailing Satan, though. That's an important part <laughs> of the mix. Even if you're just doing it ironically, I'll accept that. I don't like it, but I'll accept it. Kind of like how Dawson ends up handling things here in the end. I don't like it, but I'll accept I have to but deal I'll with accept it. it. Uh, but this episode, he does. He runs a scam on Joey, basically. And Joey bites, takes the fucking bait. But she looks absolutely sad the entire time like she's almost crying at one point during the wedding in the next episode like oh no i wrote she is crying i didn't see a tear but she may as well have been and i might have just missed it uh it was like watching oh what's that actress oh man i hate her she like cries but doesn't make any noise (laughs) julianne moore i love julianne moore fucking hate (laughs) so does do not like julianne moore simply because of this well, here's how it plays out with Dawson. Like you implied earlier, he only came up with this so he could get Joey. So they're all sitting there after they find out about Jack being denied. And Joey's like, this is a political thing, man. You got to do something about it now because she's an activist, apparently, these days. But Jack's like, I don't, I'm not interested, man. And so Andy's like, I'm out. Jack's just like, I just want to go to prom, man. Like, what? I just want a normal fucking life. But Andy's like, all right, fine. If you're not going, I'm not going. And Joey's like, fine, then me too. And then Dawson gets this look on his face like, oh, fuck, are you kidding me right now? Like, are you kidding me? Finally getting a chance to go to prom and win this girl back. And Jack being gay is going to fucking screw me out of this. Hold on, light bulb. Let me take y'all over to the fresh fish market. And we're going to dance the night away. Gail and Mitch. And eat some fish. I bet you they were... For half price. Serving them oysters, baby. Aphrodisiacs. The high school kids, that's a bad idea, Learys. Don't do it. Don't do (laughs) it. Don't do it. Lock up your cash register, too. Don't forget. Hide the wine. So the problem comes is after Joey gets her picture taken by Bessie, and she looks like she's crying, staring off into the distance, or like someone just died. And they go to prom, and she sees Pacey. She's looking sad. Dude, it is literally so obvious. It's blatant. From this episode until we get the resolution at the end of the next one, that Joey and Pacey are miserable not being together. Like, it was extremely obvious throughout both episodes that, like, especially, like, I don't know, Pacey wasn't hiding it. He was just like, no, yeah, this fucking sucks. By the next episode, Dawson figures it out and does the acceptance he needs to do. But it's in this episode where he's fighting still. He knows it, too. 
But he thinks if he can get Joey to remember, like he says when he's like, the night was going to end with a kiss, and then he kisses her. And For him, he the way he's looking at it is he'll sacrifice his seemingly lifelong friendship with Pacey to, to get Joey. Well... But not as just a friendship, but as like a relationship. Oh, he's severing ties. That's how these people handle things. They say they're going to end things forever, and then they back off because they know they're being melodramatic. That's what happens every time with these fucking kids. But let's set the scene here. Pacey there with Andy. He's like, I'm not fucking going. Like, why would I go and torture myself with that shit? Andy's like, you need to get out because you're a sad little baby right now. And you look like you're going to cry, too. She's trying to talk him into into asking her. And then later he finds out. So he does ask her. And then even later, when they're at the prom, he's all like, he's like, you know, when I asked you to prom, I like legitimately thought i wanted to ask you to prom but i'm all like dude i just want to be with joey and like andy's like you need to fucking tell and that's exactly andy's like have you really broken it down to the bare essentials and said i love you and i need you let's do this there's been like three or four people that have literally told him that or like they're like yeah but have you actually told her and he's all like she knows she knows i've i've given her like six different metaphors she knows. Well, Bessie's also been given advice because in the last episode, well, she's given the advice by saying, Joey, I can't tell you what to do here. You know what to do here. And also, why are you so shocked by what's happening with the stupid decisions you're making? Like, what did you think was going to happen? And Joey just has no yeah, answer Betsy's to Betsy's calling her out for being a dummy. She is. So, like, Betsy's like, Betsy's like, hey, Joe, you can't be a dumb fucking little girl. Like, you're making adult decisions. You have to know that they're going to come with adult consequences. So before Gail, before Gail, before Dawson and Joey get to the dance, he's given her a pair of Gail's diamond earrings to wear. Make her look real elegant in her, her long black dress and whatever. Why wasn't Gwen at the wedding? Gwen? At, yeah, that's her name, right? At what, Aunt Gwen? At what wedding? At oh, she's in Vermont. She's wedding. in Vermont, man. She couldn't come down. She's busy. She was hanging out with Richard's cremations. Ghost? Ghost Richard? Ghost, ghost Richard. She's hanging out with... Yo, we got that ghost dick. That's right. Ghost dick, ghost dick. We, how many times can someone say ghost we dick? We're going to get you full of that ghost dick. That's how much <laughs> we can say it. But, but hold on. Well, I mean, like, how many times would we get to say it? Like, how many times in their life is there a situation where you could be like... Yo, there's that ghost dick. Probably not a whole lot unless you make it happen, which we've done here, which is beautiful. So before we move on from it, let me just say one more time. Ghost dick. It's good. Do you want to get it out? Nah, I'm All right, good. cool. So this ghost dick leads us into what might be my favorite scene in the, in the series. like In terms of the romance that I'm looking for from my teen dramas. I don't know what you come to teen dramas for ultimately. My, I want that romance. I want that good romantic angle. And when Pacey and Joey finally get up and dance after the tense situation when Dawson's dancing with her and they're looking at each other and they're sad as fuck and all this, they finally get to dancing. And he's like, where'd you get these earrings from? She's like, Dawson gave me their fucking gales and he's like they're not you at all this is you and points to the bracelet she's got and she's like oh yeah that was my mom she's like oh i know she's like oh how the fuck 
And he like spits back that story. Well, he's like, how the fuck did you know that? And he's like, oh yeah, we were at school and this like six months ago, you ran up to me and this is what you were wearing. And you told me you were so excited that you just found your mom's bracelet. You didn't know where it was at and now you've got it and you're wearing it. And she's like, how did you remember that? And he gets real close and just whispers, I remember everything. And I'm just like, ooh, like that is that deep because, oh man, that's it. That's the moment. No, that shit was good. But Dawson is watching that moment because, of course, he is. And he's getting angry as fuck. And you're all like, I could see this guy being a murderer. Well, he gets pissed, makes eye contact. Like, they get found out, quote unquote, because they need to be found out. And he runs out, and Joey chases him out. And this is when he, like, loses it on her. He's like, what does he even say to her? Well, before this, actually, we left out a conversation earlier where she straight up calls him out. And she's like, why did you bring me here? Oh, I, yeah, I wrote that down. Like, she just, like, legit call. I wrote, Joe calls out Dawson. She was pissed for Pacey. She was like, was this just so you could make fun of Pacey? And, like, I understand these looks that you're giving him, what you're trying to say. And I wrote down, what about the looks you're giving Pacey, Joey? I think everyone knows what you're trying to say. Um, like, wanna fuck? But that's when he's like, that's not what I was thinking. Like... Uh, you know, whatever. I just want to make you have a good time, blah, blah, blah. But then he fucking gets to yelling at her. Yeah, he blows up at her a little bit later. And then he kisses her and he goes, that's how the night was supposed to end, bitch. And I'm like, no, no, Dawson. No, no. You're the bitch. And no, what he did, he lost it. He yelled. He, like, yelled. You are going to be a murderer. In the alternate universe, let's not forget, uh, we got to come up with a name. Young Americans, Dawson Leary is a murderer. That's one of the dead last ones. So in the end, we get Dawson and Joey back at his house, like, or that's the next morning, rather. They end up back at his house. He's reading something outside because that's a normal thing for Dawson. We've seen Dawson read outside before, right? It's not just so we can see Gale come running in through the front lawn for the shot. Anyway, I just thought it was weird. He was sitting outside reading a book there. We've never seen it happen before. I don't know. I saw Abby sitting out front side once. Yeah. When she slept the night. Yeah, she didn't sit. Spent the night. She didn't sit out there. She slept out there because everyone hated that dead bitch. Yeah, fucking ghost Abby. She's all like, God, why isn't anybody fucking talking about me? Has everybody forgotten about me, Abby, the glue that held this gang together? She's like, oh, man, everybody fucking hated me. So Joey kind of comes in here and she's like, hey, I felt something when we kissed last night. And like, I wasn't expecting it, but it's probably always going to be there. But she doesn't want to have to fucking choose. That's the last thing she wants to do. And Dawson's like, that's fine. I'll wait. I got faith in this shit. We're going to make this happen. I've been searching for myself, and I found out all I've been searching for was you, baby girl. Mm -mm, I'm just going to wait on you. (laughs) And his faith, he's got to look at Gail. And and that, I think, fucking scared Joey. She's like, (laughs) oh, God. Actually, I didn't even think about it that way. He could be like, hey, Joey. I'm going to wait for you forever. <laughs> and she's, like, she's like, no, you can go fuck Andy. No, Joey, I'm going to wait for you forever. She's like, no. 
But hold on, here's how he's feeling vindicated, though, because he watches Gail run into Mitch and propose, just like they've been waiting on each other for, well, not ever, just a couple of years at this point, but they've been waiting, sure. And he's like, yeah, true love will always win, and it's not the boat, it's me, Dawson Leary. I'm the fish man, not the boat man. I'm the fish man, not the film man? Nope. I'm just a bunch of Fs. Fish, film, family. Triple F. Line them up. You got anything else you want to tell me about that episode? Uh, Jack and Joey need to be... Because they're like really good friends. Yeah. That, that needs... We need, a, we need a little bit more They hadn't of that. highlighted that in a long time, but that scene out at the docks was really nice. I keep coming back to writing down that the best character is hands down Pacey. Yes. And, With a special uh, sweet spot oh, for yeah, Gramps. Yeah, 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 yeah. So something we really didn't really touch on was John and Henry. Oh, God, and, yeah. I only kind of mentioned Jen for a second. So they go to prom. That makes sense. They're dating. But then... Well, she's all weird about like, it, though. Like, she doesn't even just come out Jen and brings, Well, Jen's super weird about it, and she brings up... She's like, hey, we have to agree not to have sex on prom, because that's what, like... Prom leads to people just having meaningless sex that they don't really want, and then, like, you... J- you have a fucking nickname that ends up in JT Money's fucking intro. Jen is doing what she's been doing with everything so far, and that's making a way bigger deal of of it than it needs to be made and fucking it up as a result okay so also this your boyfriend you're jen right your boyfriend is henry the freshman quarterback of the football team so why is it like she is one very angry when she finds this out and breaks up with henry over it football camp what ball camp an idiot like Football camp during the summer. Are, are you? Why wouldn't you think he's going to a football? I camp? don't think. Before I'll let you continue, but I'll just say I don't think she's mad that he has football camp. She's mad that he's fi- she's finding out about it at prom, like probably a couple of days before it's supposed to happen, and he probably knew about it for a while. She's more mad that he wasn't like, "Hey, listen, heads up, I'm gonna be gone for eight weeks, just so you know." I think that's more what she's mad about. I think she would have understood football. Yeah, camp. I I can totally get that, but she f- doesn't make it seem like she that. loses her. Well, she kind of says it in the last conversation they have, where she's like, "All I know is you didn't take me into consideration at all when you thought about your summer plans, and I only thought about you." But she definitely, I'll. She overreacts to a large degree, like she is known to do in the situation because she's scared. Of intimacy. Yeah, but that was all I really wanted to talk about because I thought that was insane. The no sex thing was like, Jen, it's obvious what you're doing. And Henry knows what you're doing, too. He has to. Maybe not. I don't know. He's kind of dumb. Sometimes. I think she just overthinks the situation. She With no need for it. She really does. They all they all do. I guess we should remember all of our heroes overthink every fucking thing and make the wrong choice. Alright, so on to the season finale. Let's keep in that gen vein. The best episode in the series. I could see... I'm gonna put it up there. I, I don't have a favorite. I don't know. To this point, 
in the series through three seasons, this is my favorite. Episode. It gives you two things you're looking for. That's Gail on top of the world. That's Gail and Mitch getting back together. Your girl Gail following her dreams, chasing her dreams, running a fish restaurant, marrying her fish man, making it happen. And then you've got Joey and Pacey making it happen. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's perfect. Fish, friends, family. So I guess forget about what I've got written down as far as what order we're going to talk about this. And let's keep going with the Joey Dawson, Pacey, Gale, and Mitch deal since we've already talked about the wedding. Joey is very sadly accompanying Dawson throughout the whole day as the maid of honor. Doing her duty as a good friend of Gale's, but clearly not wanting to be there. It's hard for me to buy that a 16-year-old girl is a good friend of Gail's. <laughs> All right. Good, good good friend might have been the wrong choice of words, but they're very close. Very close. Yeah, I can agree that they're close, but a good friend, I disagree. I would say that if you asked them if they were friends, they would say yes. And they'd have to. I would say it's more like a mother-daughter relationship. Agreed. But because they're not mother-daughter, and because Gail knew Christine Potter? I don't know, Mrs. Potter. Knew her, like, she... Mr. or Mrs. Frank Potter. It's kind of a friend angle, too. I'm pretty sure Frank isn't even his real No, I think Frank is right. It's not Harry. It's not... (laughs) What else did we call him? Mike? It's, I don't th- is it Mike? No, Mike was his buddy who was slanging the drugs, I think. No, no, no. Mike was not his buddy. Who was his buddy? His buddy was Pete. Oh, that's right. It was Pete. I know Frank is not his real name, but I know that's what we call him. It's got to be Mike then. I think it's So Mike, Mike and Christine. That's what... Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Frank Potter. Neither of them are at the wedding, so I'm not sure why we're talking about them. They're missing just like Aunt Gwen is. I never thought about it, but that's a good question. Bodie managed to show up. Where in the fucking sweet hit Sam Hell was fucking Aunt Gwen? We just met her, and now she's disappearing again. It's a big deal. I I mean, I don't think it's that big a deal. I think it was more of a... A cool thing to see. No, Bobby. you got me. You got me thinking this is a big deal. Now I'm sorry. You can't make a big deal out of this kind of shit. And then when I decide to think it's a big deal, tell me it's not. Ick went not being here after we just met her a couple of episodes ago. It, it is questionable. I will agree. Because I mean, I brought it what up. What else is she so... doing? What else is she doing? She's just up there painting with fucking ghost dick. She can't show up for a wedding. <laughs> We even, like, there was a callback to her painting at the end of this episode. Right? They even remind us that Aunt Gwen so exists. Like, it was, like, even, like, a bigger stab in the dick of being, like, where the fuck is Aunt Gwen? Ghost Gwen was in the room with the painting. Or spirit, rather. Spirit Gwen. She's like, I mean, I just gotta paint this mirror. Well, pretty soon that painting is gonna be of Dawson and Andy. I hope so. <laughs> because Joey's going to be loving that so much, she's going to repaint the painting with Andy's face on it. <laughs> Andy's adult face? Her 30-year-old face? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Not child Andy. Adult Andy with child Dawson. That's right up the alley of, <laughs> of the <this> show. <laughs> <laughs> okay so 
throughout the entire episode, Dawson's basically like, listen, I can tell you don't want to be here with me. Don't make me feel this way. If you want to go be with him, go to this send-off party that Andy popped in earlier and told me about. And I said, hell no, it's the rehearsal dinner. I can't go to this send-off party. And Joey's like, nah, nah, dog, I'm going to stay here with you and I'm going to torture myself and I'm going to be sad as hell. Even though you're telling me to go because I don't think you're going to forgive me if I do leave. But Pacey pulls a swift one and uses Bessie to get Joey to go into town and walk right by her mural. Oh, yeah, because it says, ask me to stay, painted on it. He puts it out there, like, that's it. Like, I need you, it's on you. I've done my part. Because she finds out earlier and she's pissed that he's just skipping town. So this is your answer to run away? And he's like, listen... You made your choice. You said you needed some space. Well, I'm going to give you three months of space when I go down to Key West. So forget about it. I'm going to see you later. But Pacey does end up showing up to uh, Mitch and Gail's festivities at the wedding. Which and that shows Dawson how good of a guy like... Pacey is. Because in the midst of all that shit, like he tells Dawson he's still there for um, Mitch, and, Mitch Gale. and Gail. I almost said kitchen mail. For mail, he's there for mail. He's not going to get any mail when he's out on his boat. I don't think they can get to you. I don't think the postal service works like that. Oh, he'll be planting some letters or mailing some letters. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so before she, oh, before she, before she left for the mural thing is when she does say to Dawson, she's like, "If I had thought that there was a chance that you would forgive me for making the other choice, I may have made a different choice." And that's when Dawson, I think, it really kind of clicks for him. Like, I lose no matter what here. I he's either checkmate. like he's either like well, because yeah, she's like she's like planning their summer out trips to and Boston and trips to here and trips to there. Like Dawson's like like that sounds cool, but your face is crying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like like you don't want to be with me at all. Well, I think I, what happens there is she's like. Listen, man, I'm doing my best. Give me a break. And he's like, no, give me a break, Joe. Don't make me feel like this. And I'm like, damn, dude, you're really having it out with someone who clearly looks... You're trying to make her cry. She's about to cry anyway. Now you're going to yell at her? She keeps those tears in, though. She's a big girl. No tear shampoo. You can edit that out, too. (laughs) There's been some hits in all of this, but there have been some real misses. So, er, early in this episode, I wrote down, I was like, oh, Jen, you're a bitch. And then I and then I wrote down, okay, nothing's resolved from that. And then we get this fucking awesome uh, Mighty Alliance story plus Andy. Okay, so when and... she's being a bitch, it's when Henry approaches her when they're clearing her. Jack and her are clearing out their lockers. And they're both like, Jack, can you tell this person that? And I'm like, both of y'all being real cocksuckers right now. Like, calm down. But Henry comes up to her straight up. He's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry, too. I'm sorry that we ever met. And I'm like, Jen, come on, man. Like, that is... Yeah, that's why I wrote down she's being a I wrote down drama queen. So, I guess same idea. But he's like, I'm not sorry we met. And then he walks away. She's sorry she said that. She's sorry about all the stupid shit that she does like she always is. At least this time she's... Because after she hears this sweet fucking story that Grams lays down about, uh, like, this guy that she met before her husband... Thomas Culpepper, the most beautiful blue eyes I had ever seen. 
And so she uh, has this unbelievable, I guess, very memorable kiss with him. Oh, this is this is like this is like 1950s Korean War kiss kind of shit right here. But then he dies, so he's out the picture, and she's like, oh, "I got married this other guy. He'll love me." Good. Well, Jen is like, "I didn't know Gramps was in the military," and that's when Gramps is like, "Oh no, child, it was not Gramps." And then so she's like, "Well, fuck, we gotta go stop him." And so she does the embarrassing thing this time and hunts Henry down. And before, but then outs him for being a well, virgin. Grams, so. To get there, Grams whips a hardcore U-turn right in the middle of the road. She's like, hold on. We're going to go right this. We're going to Ohio right now. We're not even going to go home and get clothes. We're not doing anything. I, I'm whipping the shitty. I literally wrote, wrote down on my sheet, I fucking love this lady. Oh, dude. You're talking about Pacey being the best character. Pacey's my favorite character. The best character... Is Grams? That's my, oh no. I mean, no. Grams, uh, Grams is lovable. flip that the other way around. Pacey's the best character. Grams is my favorite character. That's what I meant to say. Well, yeah. So she does. She does. She does. But she also says after she outs him as a virgin, she's like, "What do you care?" Like basically, what I'm telling you right now is we're gonna be doing it as soon as you're done with what ball camp. Like it's on because she already said he was. They, oh yeah, because she basically just says like that she loved well him. she said after prom like we were of course we were gonna have sex at prom so he already knows sex is in the cards anyway but now that she's chased him down and even grams is all like get it girl but somehow she's love she's the romance is there let's not deny that she's happy about the romance but of course there's gonna be some she's gonna have sex with someone younger than her for the first time wow that's yeah. good that's awesome good job jen i'm glad you're presumptively getting there as we move into season four but jack ain't gonna be moving there unfortunately at least no, not with no. Ethan. see jack is the only character this entire episode outside of dawson that has uh a, a not so good ending for them which sucks for jack because he's great but uh, i feel like he'll get there i think that's what's but it also had kind of a a reconciliation with his father so that's always and that's good. the good thing about it is you're gonna go through pain you're gonna go through shit that isn't pleasant and obviously jack's gone through enough of that already anyway but it, or it turns out ethan and brad are back together after he kisses ethan in front of brad and brad kind of stands up and is like uh what why are you he's like i will beat the fuck out of you hold on but don't because you shouldn't beat up a minor when you're over age I'm guessing... Well, I mean, he didn't. I know he didn't. But... He calmly walked away. But let's be real. Brad was not a good-looking dude either. Like, I don't know what Ethan... Ethan and Jack kind of looked similar. So it's like, almost like brothers were kissing each other, which was weird, too. Uh, but Brad looked like a Neanderthal. <sighs> Sorry, Brad. If you're listening to this episode and you're the actor who played Brad, I don't mean it. It's fine. And if you want to be on this episode or <laughs> a future episode... You can't be on this one. Would you give us a call? one 900 we will lower the we'll set that we're up. gonna lower the fee for you to nine ninety eight a minute. No, I mean we'll cut the fee for oh. you, but you gotta be on the episode. But we get that reconciliation where you're kind of seeing the father react in the beginning, and it's almost like flipping. Not like he doesn't care, but it's almost like his reactions almost like your reactions to this kind of stuff before. It was like I don't see why we need to really, you know. It's not a big deal that you're gay, but Jack is still, like, making a big deal about the fact. He's like, the thought of me kissing another guy disgusts you. I disgust you. And I'm like, well, Jack, I think any parent thinking about their child kissing anyone should be kind of disgusting. 
Like, you shouldn't be <laughs> yeah. doing that. Like, why? You shouldn't be just thinking about your children kissing other people and being like, oh, this is fantastic. I'd be like, this is a little weird. Yeah, like, it? is that what you want, Jack? Do you want your dad to be sitting around reading a book and then kind of lose his train of thought as he thinks about you kissing Ethan? Is that what you're looking for? I don't think that's right. Hope not. But... Jack kind of breaks down at the end. He's like, I didn't ask to be gay because of all the pressure that's coming down on him. And his dad's like, no more than I asked for a gay son. But boy, am I glad I got one. And they embrace as Jack cries. And it's this very sweet, tender moment. The last like four episodes, I think it was, they really made the dad character show that he was committed to being there for his son and presumably his daughter as well. Although Andy is so fucking secondary to this, she doesn't even have her own storyline. She just tags along with everyone else until she gives Dawson the pep talk at the end. That's her biggest role in this episode, really. She's a cheerleader. I'm telling you, dude, I am going all in on Dawson and Andy. Well, let's talk about Dawson a little bit here. Uh, Or at the very least, they're going to become good friends. They got to hang out. Well, I think you're making a good presumption there with Pacey and Joey being gone on the boat all summer he's going to be chilling with those other three because that's who's around. He's going to be working at the restaurant. Jen works there, so they'll be chilling. Jen or Andy and uh, Jack seem to stop in often enough. And plus, again, they're all just buddies. What else are they doing during the summer? Jack will be hanging out with his dad. Andy's still going to be doing schoolwork so she can fucking get into the most prestigious college. I feel like Andy and Dawson getting together is like, well dawson kind of sets it up because after that last talk where she says she may have picked differently he's got to give his his best man speech and he's looking at mitch and gail he's like i'd rather be a part of what you have now where you're on the other side of things and everything is forgiven you know and that love doesn't conquer everything it ends and it begins again and him and joey it's like aj and matilda or whatever the fuck her name is madison madison uh, (laughs) which isn't her real name either i don't think Melissa Morgan. Her Morgan. name is Morgan. Morgan. I- a callback to Abby fucking Morgan. That's right. That dead ghost bitch. So they're making eye contact while he's saying this shit, and she's—you can tell she's picking up the message that he's throwing down. And so they talk afterwards. They're back out on the dock. This is the crying scene, and she's like, "Did you mean what you said?" And he's like, "Every word, which is why you should go." And then there's this big whole thing about he explains, blah, blah, blah. We've already kind of touched on it. And that's it. the best scene I've ever seen where it's Dawson crying and me going, oh, oh, that's where the gift comes from. And so Joey books it out of there, runs out just in time for Grams and the company to come back and see her running out and see Dawson crying out on the dock. And that's how they know to find him later. And that's when we get Joey literally, well, she obviously... Did she go home and change? Where did she get clothes? Because she's wearing like jeans and a tank top, not a dress. Somehow she changed clothes when she went to the dock. I just realized that right now. Somehow that happened along the way. Did she drive home? Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hang up on that. It does. I've never thought about it before. I'm not gonna hang myself up on it right now. Because we come to what I'd imagine was for you, the culmination of what you've been looking for. For a while, all fucking for season. a while. Oh, did you want me to talk? Oh, I figured you were going to. You don't have. Oh, you don't no. have to. It was just pretty much that. Like she came there and she like said that she loves him, or that she thinks she's love. Like she's in love with him. And Pace is like, "Well, do you think, or are you?" And she's like, "I am." And and she's like getting ready to get on board, and she's like, "Wait." Can I have permission to come on board, true love? 
And Pacey's like, you can. And she gets on board, they kiss, and then they sail off. And the episode ends. Hashtag. Or something like Hashtag it. sail off into the sunset. Hashtag follow your dreams. Hashtag sail your dreams. Hashtag creek chat. Hashtag sail mail. Why are you always asking questions? <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I got here. You got anything else for us before we wrap this whole thing up? Uh, I just wrote that it was a great episode. The best way to end this fucking awful long season and it was heartwarming and there was little drama loved it all right well now that we're done let's get to the reveal let's talk about who young americans is based on how certain are you on a scale of one to 50 randy quaid's that 50 that it's principal green oh 50 100 can't miss well i'm gonna have to break your heart my friend because oh, it's not that's bullshit it's not now since you know that it isn't do you think that your number one loser Hanky is the true contender for that, or do you want to posit another guess before I reveal? Nah, I'm gonna say it's a wild card. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's a wild it's card. It's a wild, it's a wild card. Just give me a random name. Who do you think it could be? Well, it can't be Eve since I already had an Eve prediction that that wasn't it. It's not Eve. Dude, I don't fucking know. I read a list of names earlier. Just pick one off of it. Who do you think we met this person in the second half of the season? Matt Cofield. Will Krudsky. Makes sense, I guess. The main character, Will Krudsky, was introduced late in Season 3 of Dawson's Creek as a childhood friend of the group who is kept in contact with Pacey Witter. The show explores themes of forbidden love, morality, social classes, and gender roles. So more of what Dawson's Creek seems to have been doing. Yeah, no interest. Goes for eight episodes featuring Will Krudsky. Is he going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina, where he got a scholarship? I don't know if I'll ever find out. Yeah, I know I won't. You know what? I mean, if it if it followed the Greens, I would have checked it sure. out. Sure. I agree with you. I'm way more interested in something about Principal and Nikki Green. And, of course, you can always bring the mother into the mix because they just got divorced. Mom ain't dead. Or if it had to do with uh, Michael Pitt playing Henry in... His eight weeks at fucking football camp. What ball camp? Eight weeks, eight episodes. Let's Makes let's sense. talk about what happens on the next three pack. We come back with a three pack in two weeks. Taking a two week break. We're going to come back with episode one. So really being through. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know anything about time. Episode one of season four. Coming home well i mean that's pretty obvious right like joey and pacey are coming back from their sail vacation for senior year that's right that's senior year baby i don't know maybe dawson and andy are coming back from boston when they went there for this for the weekend or something like that and they're like hey we need to have a romantic weekend out in boston away from jack and your dad and my parents were banging it out in the pantry again. You know that's happening. They're banging out in those seats that Dawson was reading on. They're taking it to new levels right now. This is second Probably. This is second marriage sex, baby. It's going crazy. They're in Dawson's vehicle. They're in Dawson's room, just like everyone was in the first two seasons. That's right. That's weird. <laughs> Immediately. That's weird. All right, let's talk about episode two, Falling Down. Uh, yeah, they're giving you a lot so to work with. It, well, I guess would make sense... If what probably happens is Dawson didn't get together with Andy and he's just falling 
deeper and deeper and deeper in like a sort of depression and he can't figure out a way to pull himself out of it and so he's just falling down falling down the rabbit hole all right as to where joey and pacey are just falling down the i'm in love with you tree hitting every branch on the way all right let's hear about episode three two gentlemen of Capeside. That's a fucking weird It's title. a play on a Shakespeare play, Two Gentlemen of Verona, if I'm not mistaken. So if I knew what this goddamn Shakespeare play was about, then I could tell you exactly what this episode is about. So you know what? Go check out that Shakespeare play, and it's going to mirror this episode in a lot of ways, just with our characters kind of thrown in there. Well, you know that means I'm going to have to look up what it's about because I don't know that off the top of my head. I'm taking a big risk by saying that it's a Shakespeare play called Two Gentlemen of Verona because I'm not entirely certain. <laughs> You're like, I'm not entirely sure. No, I'm checking it right now. It is. It's a play by William Shakespeare. So I'm going to have to look up what that is to see if your prediction's correct. I'm going to guess they try really hard to do something like it. Whether they succeed or not, we'll find out. I'm going to predict home run. It'll be close. Until then and you can check this episode out and every other episode of creek chat 50 randy quades and cage talk at 50 randy at the facebook page at the twitter page you can go to apple podcast spotify i was gonna let you finish my list with the spotify but yes chuck b did what was apparently the minimal work and got our asses up on spotify so yeah it wasn't a lot of work at all. i figured it wouldn't be but i'm glad you did it anyway because we're there and you know what fuck the whole rest of the list because it all pales in comparison to the king of music and podcast streaming Spotify, and obviously they're not paying us to say that. No, no, not. I'm not even sure if I mean. But yeah, you can also go to Fifty Randy Quays. Yeah, no, I led with that. You can always go there. That's the most important place to go. Always go there. Let us know what the fuck is up. Oh please, I'm always looking to know what the fuck is up. I know you are too, because you're always asking every time. We're going to be giving you some free bonus content, so we are taking two weeks off because. Chuck B is sick of this fucking bullshit and he needs a breather apparently. I'm just fatigued from recording for so many weeks in a row. I'm fatigued, I tell you. Next Monday, keep an eye out for some bonus content. If you really like hearing me talk, you can listen to about 25 minutes of me talking about the special features on the Season 3 DVDs. I had fun doing it. I don't know if you'll have fun listening to it, but please give it a, give it a shout. Give it a look. Give it a download. 50randyquays.com. Spotify, bitch. Yeah. Uh, but until next time, you know always that Chucky B and JT Money, we, we be, be creaking. creaking.